Hello, good evening, and welcome to Chapter 2 of the Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time we're talking about The Flash, Season 2, Episode 20, called Rupture. It's called Rupture because Cisco's brother Dante on Earth 2 is a villain named Rupture. Yeah, so I have to tell you that, um, as any good completist does, I started watching with the first two seasons of The Arrow, and then, of course, uh, added The Flash in when Arrow got to season three. And one of the things I really like about The Flash is that all of the rules that they had for The Arrow, which is the bad guys have to be, you know, more or less the same thing that the good guys are. They've got to be vigilantes, they've got to have superior uh, combat training, superior combat ability, blah, 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 blah. They got to The Flash and they're like, oh no, screw that, this is The Flash. We're going to have Earth 2 and everything. It's going to be great. Time travel. Who doesn't like that? Um... So, uh, gotta say, did not particularly care for this episode. Didn't see much point to having the villain Rupture show up, um, except to give Cisco and Dante kind of a nice moment, except that we don't care about Dante. It's horrible, but it's true. He was in one episode before this, and we haven't seen him since, and we don't really care what he's doing. And uh, this was just an opportunity for Zoom to showboat around and whatnot, and um, something they haven't quite explained is if Cisco created another rift, uh, or another, um, oh gosh, what do they call it? Well, a a another portal into Earth 2. Apparently he can't close them, he can only open them. Uh, a breach, there we go. Uh, he, he can only open breaches, he can't close them, except that they've got a device that closes breaches, so why didn't they use that to close the breach rather than letting Zoom run around both Earths? It's a question that um, nobody seems to have addressed, but I want to ask it here and now for all of you, I'm assuming, listener. Uh, anyway, so... Yeah. There's a lot of Zoom posturing and threatening, and he does end up killing a bunch of cops, but mostly it's him speeding around, telling people that he could kill them and not killing them, and then Caitlin saying, please don't kill them, and him going, okay, I won't for you, except I have to, to, you know, send a message and all this stuff, and that what's, that's what rupture's for, except he gets taken out in a, a pretty simple trap. Um, we also find out that because Barry gave up his powers to save Wally West, uh, Joe West's son, Iris West's brother, uh, that they're using a hologram version of the Flash, uh, because criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. Um, so this is what's happening, but really, the real meat, the real meat of this episode is, will Barry get his powers back? And of course we know he will, because there are more seasons of the Flash, and more episodes in this season, and it's, you know, pretty boring to have the Flash without powers. So we know he's going to get it back. Um, but he's struggling with the, um, the moral question of whether it's right for him to get them back, because they're going to need another particle accelerator explosion, and that could cause havoc. And also, like, does he really want his powers back? Is that something that he, he truly wants? Um, his dad, uh, played by John Wesley Shipp, is not in favor of him getting back those powers, probably because he knows his son's going to be running off into danger, at least that's what I would think. Yeah, one of the things I do have to hand it to the Arrowverse, um, the, the nods to not only DC continuity, but also 
earlier DC TV show continuity. For those of you who don't know, John Wesley Shipp played The Flash in the 90s version of The Flash Show. So it was kind of cool to see him as Henry Allen, Barry's dad, because, you know, he was The Flash at one point. Um, Also, uh, the woman who played Tina McGee, uh, who was Barry Allen's love interest, there was... You know, I don't recall whether there was an Iris West or not in the John Wesley Shipp version of The Flash. I don't think there was. But uh, Christina McGee was his love interest, and the same woman who played her on that show plays her on The Flash, which, again, is kind of nice. But anyway, John Wesley Shipp, uh, Henry Allen, not in favor of Barry getting his powers back, uh, basically walking around being all fatherly and telling people that, no, oh, Barry shouldn't have to do this if he doesn't want to. And while I, I do agree... Um, it's also kind of obvious that they need a speedster to stop Zoom, or somebody needs to come up with a way of stopping Zoom, because nobody has. Okay, so let's stop for a minute and talk about Barry Allen and his plethora of father figures in this show. He's got Henry Allen, who admittedly has been in prison, and then, for, I assume, budgetary reasons, got out of prison, decided not to stay near his son, from whom he'd been away most of his life, and instead to move up to a cabin in the woods. Now, again, prison, like, that's, that's a, it's a traumatic, no doubt about that. Maybe he had to get away from it all, but still seems a little bit weird to me. So, Barry's got Henry. He's also got Joe West, the man who raised him, Detective Joe West, uh, whose name, uh, real name I don't know, but also played a detective on Law & Order for a while, so it's it's kind of goofy fun to see him uh, be a detective on The Flash. And uh, Jesse Martin? Jesse Martin, maybe? Okay, we'll go with that. And also, uh, Professor Eobard Thawne, when he wasn't being evil, like... First season's uh, Harrison Wells was definitely one of Barry's father figures, so he had three. And then, of course, Harrison Wells revealed that he was Eobard Thawne, the man who killed uh, Barry Allen's mom, so, you know, that kind of kills that relationship. But because Harrison Wells is too good a character to give up, and because we needed a science mentor, right? We had Professor Martin Stein filling in for a few episodes this season, but then he went off to be on Legends of Tomorrow, and we can't leave the uh, Star Labs crew without an older white male science uh, father figure. Uh, Harrison Wells from Earth 2 came back in, but he's a darker Harrison Wells. Somehow, a meaner Harrison Wells, a less polite and fatherly Harrison Wells, but still not as psychotic. So, you know, darker for a given range of darker but there's some in uh there's some hints that barry is trying to mold him into a father figure as well even though he's having none of it because he's having a hard time being a father to his daughter jesse whom he calls jesse quick which of course is foreshadowing because jesse quick is one of the speedsters in dc continuity any hoozles so barry ultimately decides that he is going to have to become the flash again after Zoom kills a bunch of cops, after they trick Reverb. See what I mean? We're only seven minutes in, and that, that's basically the episode right there. Uh, I will say that there is a little bit with Iris finally admitting that, yes, she does in fact have romantic feelings for Barry, and there's some weak excuse about his confession last year having been received with something like horror and disdain because Iris was not romantically available at that time, being engaged to Eddie Thawne, Except, of course, that alternate timeline Iris was totally into that, so it is weird that current timeline Iris 
reacted in the way she did, but, you know, we can't have those two crazy kids get together too early. Let's keep it moonlighting for as long as we can. Anyway. Um, also, I believe that Patty was ill-served. I quite liked her as a character and wish that they'd let her stay on, but no, there you go. Barry's got to marry Iris in this universe, unlike the other universe where he was into Tina McGee. All right. Um, so Barry ultimately decides that he is going to become the Flash again. And in order to do this, they need to set off a particle accelerator explosion, they need to have him get hit by lightning, and he needs to have fingerprinting lab chemicals in his system. So they set him up in what looks like a futuristic torture device, or perhaps something used for extreme bondage, for those of you uh, in the into the fetish lifestyle out there. Um, and he is in front of a small particle accelerator, which Dr. Wells is running, and Dr. Wells says, okay, I'm going to put the chemicals in right now, a little bit early, so we get to see Barry in some agony, and we get to see Iris and Joe and Henry Allen, all very concerned for him. And uh, then, of course, the particle accelerator goes off, uh, Cisco is manipulating the lightning, all of it hits Barry at the same time, but does he become the Flash? No, he disappears in an explosion of golden light, and uh, Wally West and Jesse um, Wells are both struck by dark matter, so of course they're going to become speedsters later on, because that is their fate, uh, as determined by DC Comics. Um, so Barry, of course, he's not dead. He's merged with the Speed Force or something, and he's going to have to come back. There was a whole Flash graphic novel about it, which was actually pretty good. Uh, it was the, the, return of the, the return of Barry Allen uh, with Wally West, in this case, being the Flash who merged with the Speed Force and have to come back. And the uh, Barry Allen in that case was, of course, um, uh, the reverse Flash. Speaking of which, how ballsy for them to say, all right, our main villain, season one, an evil speedster. Our main villain, season two, an evil speedster. Are we repeating ourselves? No, the first one was the reverse flash, and this one is Zoom. And his name is Hunter Zolomon. Well, according to the comics, Hunter Zolomon was the second reverse flash, who was also sometimes called Professor Zoom. So there you have uh, that whole mess. Um, so we get to see everybody's reactions to Barry disappearing, and Zoom comes in and says, you tried to make another... I'm not doing the voice, um, even though if I keep talking, I'm going to get there, because my voice is starting to go. Uh, you tried to make the fla him the Flash again, and you just killed him, and then he zooms off in a, a burst of what I can only assume is unbridled glee or homicidal mania. It's hard to tell. It really is. Um, and he leaves everybody there full of feelings, and of course, the next episode, which is called The Runaway Dinosaur, I'm sure Barry's gonna, like, pop out in the Jurassic period and have to run his way back. Unlike Batman, who apparently had to rely on, I don't know, time glitches or something. I didn't read those comics, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I know he, he got shot back in time by Darkseid, and he had to come back to the present. Anyway. So... <sighs> I mostly like The Flash. I thought this was one of the weaker episodes. Um, I, I do like how they managed to generally have a good balance between Freak of the Week and uh, Throughline, which is one of the things that I thought this episode didn't have, which is why I don't like it as much. Um, but generally speaking, of the shows that I'm watching, it's the one that most consistently entertains me. 
I believe Supergirl actually being a close second with Legends of Tomorrow third and Poor Arrow coming in fourth. Um, what else was I going to say? Was it more about like how many speedsters can we fit in the palm of my, how many speedsters can dance on the head of a pin, I guess? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say that to have two speedster villains two seasons in a row, and also to bring back Harrison Wells, not that I don't like the character and the actor, I, I do like them both, but it just, it, it smacks of really not planning ahead. That's that's what it feels like. It feels like, hey, this guy was so popular, and so is this character, so maybe we ought to bring him back, and uh, I, I don't know, maybe it was planned ahead of time. It just feels a little rushed to me. It would also be nice to have perhaps say, and I'm sure he's going to become like a, a major villain soon, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's not going to become a major villain at all. Uh, but it would have been nice to see like Grodd become the major villain for season two or something like that. Also, quick word about Henry Allen, because I went and spoiled myself and I said, huh, look at this. They've had... Uh, Henry Allen come down from the mountain to decide to live with the sun, uh, and they've also had Zoom come back to Earth-1 and go on a murderous rampage. Could these things be connected? And of course, yes, yes, they are, because they've decided that four, well, three and a half father figures is too many for Barry, and at least one of them has to go. So we're going to say goodbye to John Wesley Ship pretty soon, because um, Barry Allen's dad is also going to be killed by a speedster. Because that's what happens if you're a speedster. Apparently your entire family is killed by evil speedsters and you dedicate the rest of your life to um, making sure there aren't any evil speedsters or something like that. Anyway, uh, signing off, this was a shorter episode, but I don't really, I'm not really going to hold myself to a timeline because it's just me uh, talking and sort of free-forming whatever thoughts come in based on the episode, and I don't want to keep you for too long, because that kind of thing can get annoying after a while. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed uh, episode two of Arrow Chapter and Verse, and I hope that you come back for episode three. Talk to you then. Bye.